0: Welcome to today's 10 with Ben podcast about real estate in the new world and what's really happening out there. I took a podcast break since our last uh, podcast episode in uh, April, and it's really crazy how time flies. I like to say that uh, business has been getting in the way of me doing my recordings, and that's definitely true. Uh, It's been a crazy summer, and we're heading into fall. It's hard to believe that kids are going back to school, but That's where we are today. Uh, Keeping with uh, commercial real estate uh, and all that's been happening out there, I am really jazzed about my guest today. Uh, Ross Ford is the president of TCN Worldwide, uh, an affiliate network of real estate firms uh, around the country and really around the world. And needless to say, uh, Ross knows a thing or two about real estate and has been in the industry for a super long time. So, hey, welcome to the show, Ross.
1: Thanks very much, Ben. It's great to be here.
0: Great. Uh, you know, Ross, uh, thank you so much for joining us here. Uh, and before we dive into the current state of real estate and really uh, about TCN, uh, I'd love for the listeners to just hear a little bit about um, kind of your career path and your 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 brokerage experience and really how you got to uh, TCN.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I want you to know, I appreciate the fact that I've been around such an incredibly long time (laughs) um actually uh ben i kind of grew up around the business um actually my brother and i are both in commercial real estate and we're fourth generation um i actually just recently relocated to the pittsburgh area and when i was a child uh, my father was in the commercial real estate business here in in this marketplace and his father before him in new jersey and i guess his father before him so I did kind of grow up around it. For myself, uh, I started at a a development company in northern New Jersey, Mm -hmm. uh, first on the property management and then working on the leasing side for for the product that they built, both office building and industrial product in New Jersey. Uh, That led me then to a decade at Grubb and Ellis, uh, first on the East Coast and then ultimately working with them in the Dallas marketplace, both running one of their offices and then as a director in their corporate services group, where I spent quite a lot of time traveling around the country working with corporate and institutional clients. And in that case, it, was, it ran the gamut of all the services. Um, everything from acquisition and disposition of facilities to leasing transactions to facility management, all the way down to running cafeterias and mail centers and copy centers. We were you know, providing, if you will, a, a very broad range of services to those clients. So uh, it was while I was working there that a headhunter that had been retained by TCN reached out and contacted me and we started a, a long conversation that ultimately led with me taking on this role, uh, really with the mission of coming into TCN worldwide and kind of reframing it as an organization focused on its members, uh, as opposed to being a brokerage business unto itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but now to really be an organization that helps the brokers, as well as the owners and the principals of the firms, and, and finally the clients that they serve at the end of the day, be more competitive and be able to, to serve themselves in their local markets.
0: And, and how long ago was that? So how long have you uh, been the president of TCM?
1: Well, I've been in this role now for, I think, just about 24 years. Um, wow. So certainly, yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much for that editorial edition. I, <laughs> uh, it was longer than I expected. I really thought when I sta- started this, that it would be, you know, a five-year or so turnaround process where we cast it and and got it on its path. But what I found was that it's a really a great unique opportunity to work with not only a whole a variety of different types of firms, different sizes, different focus, um, different areas of expertise, as well as geographic dispersion, um, but also a chance to really build on the opportunity to work with a lot of clients. Yeah. And so what started as a, a turnaround now became something that's, that's more of a, a cause, if you will, um, and wanting to take advantage and see it grow and, and continue to excel. So it's been an awful lot of
0: fun. Yeah. Well, needless to say, you know a lot about real estate. Um, I've got to tell our listeners that uh, for me, uh, I get to work side by side with you being on the board of TCN. And, you know, I I feel like I'm always learning something. Uh, and, you know, if there's something that I don't know or a market that I'm uncertain of, I can pick up the phone and call you and you're always a wealth of knowledge. And uh, I'll tell you what, being that, uh, you know, you kind of, uh, look at things across different platforms and across different asset classes. I'm curious to hear uh, what your take is on the market right now, from you know, obviously from a commercial real estate perspective.
1: Yeah, I have to. I have to admit, for me personally, this is the type of market that is probably the most exciting and the most fun. Um, and, and well, it doesn't happen often, but what you've got going on right now is an en- enormous variety of circumstances in markets across the country. Um, you know What's being experienced in, in downtown Dallas or the suburbs of Dallas is vastly different than what's being experienced through most of the mid-sized markets around the country where there's a tremendous right. amount of stability. Um, and even that is directly diverse or different, if you will from what's going on in some of the really major urban centers. And by that I would New York, Chicago, Miami, San Francisco and LA um, and what those cities are, are going through. And at the same time, while, while you've got that disparity or that variety, if you will, um, you've also got a huge difference in the different product types. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as I as I know, you know, you're familiar with the office market. Uh, if you're a downtown office broker in a major market, it's been a very different two and a half years than it has been if you were a suburban office broker and you were busy finding homes for all of the tenants that weren't renewing their leases in downtown. Sure. Um, and then at the same time, if you were in some of the smaller markets, whether it was in Omaha, an Oklahoma City, uh, a Pittsburgh, markets like that, they were actually fairly stable. Through this, You know, they they were affected, but not dramatically. Um, but the suburban marketplace has been very hot. And then if you're an industrial broker, you're just probably now seeing the peak of what has been the busiest three or four years uh, that in, in all likelihood, the busiest three or four years you may have in your career. Yep. Um, that market has never been hotter. Uh, retail has gone on the flip side, retail has gone through a, a sw- an up and down swing that is unprecedented in the last three years, where it was a boom market. It was just absolutely floored by COVID uh, and affected by by the fact that so many stop shops had to close or they had to at least be closed for a period of time, yeah. and then the rebound that has occurred as the floodgates have opened up again and people are out shopping. And you know, as we said, you know, to keep our brokers happy, if you will, during the the depths of COVID, was don't forget restaurants go out of business, but restaurateurs come back. Yeah. and that's exactly what happened. All of those places that closed have now opened up and you know it, that many and if not more. So it's, uh, it's very much. So there's that aspect of the variety. And then at the same time, what makes it even more interesting is that you have such a dichotomy or differences in terms of if you're an owner and a landlord right now, you have to take a really good hard look at where your property is and what your position is going to be, where it fits in the market going forward based on sure. where you are, the product type, etc. If you're an investor, this is a tremendous time to be looking for opportunity buys yep. uh, and, and being able to take advantage of that. And then the flip side is, is that obviously if you're a tenant, that, if you're a tenant and you wanna be downtown, great time to be in the market. Yep. Uh, if you're a tenant and you've got a small office need in a suburban marketplace, it's an awful lot tougher than that. So I would have to say, you know, Ben, for our industry, This is when good brokers really shine. And to a certain degree, it's when as an industry, we're of more value to our clients than we are when business is just the norm. So for me, I think this marketplace creates more opportunity than anything
0: else. Yeah, well, you know, like you said at the front end, you know, it's an exciting time for sure. And, you know, it's it's interesting because real estate really is a moment in time. And, you know, what we have today might not be here tomorrow. And what was here two months ago might not, you know, you might not see that again, but you know, this excitement, uh, I guess my next question for you is, you know, should we temper some of this excitement because of this big, you know, buzz around town right now about this quote unquote recession, you know, and is this something that, you know, from a real estate perspective, should we be real worried about it or, Is it more like white noise? I mean, you've been through some recessions, you know, through your career, you know, from what you've seen, um, you know, can this level of excitement and kind of transactions that we're seeing, is it, do we expect it to continue? I mean, I've been having a lot of conversations recently with some different folks that are in investments and they were saying that, you know the capital markets you know that's really a wild card there and you know what they thought they can get done even a month ago they're not going to be able to get done you know in my business and i i you know i work primarily in, in in office space and in in brokerage and leasing you know there's certainly a ton of opportunities and a few clients have said to me recently you know what let we're going to wait 3 4 5 months because we think the deals that we are seeing right now are going to be even better because of this recession and I mean, personally, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure if we're already in a recession, if we're going into a recession. Um, it doesn't really feel that way to me. I mean, here sitting uh, in Chicago, but, you know, you certainly have, you know, some experience with this. What do you think?
1: I fall more into your latter category, first off, which is that it's more, It's it, to a certain degree, it's white noise. Um I will say I did, you know, I I reached out and I did a little looking at some of the sources that we use for market data. And I have to say you're fortunate in that at the moment, Chicago was vastly outperforming what they had expected um, in terms of vacancy rates falling and so on. I can can tell you that if I'm on the phone with our representatives in San Francisco or in Manhattan, they're not quite feeling the same strength, if you will, or uh, uptick that you are in that regard. But that said, um, I think you're right. I think, are we in a recession or or are we on the cusp of it? Probably. Um, I mean, depending on what source you want to use, it's, you know, two, two quarters of fallen real domestic, gross domestic product. Um, have we had that? No. Will we have it? Either yes, or probably on the fringes, enough that people will call it a a recession or refer to it that way. Certainly when you look at the economic headwinds on a global basis, I would assume that we would see some level of a a steady decline for a period of time. But like you, my reaction is one, I don't expect it to be too severe. Uh, Secondly, I think that uh, my, by many years, as you have pointed out in the industry, have have reminded me that we should assume that the Fed will overreact. The last interest rate rise, we will look back on and say, well, that wasn't necessary. But I can tell you, my experience is that happens every time. There's, you know, hindsight is always gonna look back and go, it was a little too soon or a little too late or whatever the, whatever the combination right. was. But my, my gut reaction is like yours. I think this is mostly white noise. Yes, we're gonna go through a little bit of a difficult period. Frankly, in terms of our long-term economic health, probably not a bad thing. Yeah. Um, to get a little more equilibrium in the system, if you, if you will. Uh, and so I, I don't expect it to be a major factor in yes, Across the TCN system, just like what you've reported, we have seen deals fall out because of the increase in interest rates and cap rate compression and and all the rest. But but the reality is those deals were obviously marginal to start with and there wasn't any room left to renegotiate. So those markets are now back on the property or those properties are back on the market and inevitably they will trade. There will just be a there'll be a new price. Yeah, that's, that's I also think.
0: Yeah, I mean, I also think there's like another level of fear, right? Where it's like we've had these two and a half years that we've been COVID, and it's like, oh my God, you know, what's going to happen with, you know, office leasing and even, I mean, I'd say across all plat, uh, across all asset classes, and you know, I think that mostly we've persevered and we've even been successful, and there've been a lot of, you know, deals and deal flow, and so it's been good. But I do think that there's like. This kind of like, oh, like we just got, we, we, we feel like we're out of COVID and now to go into a recession, God, that, that's going to be horrible. I, I actually have also kind of a different take on it where, for, again, on the office market, I think there's opportunity where, you know, a lot of companies have been teetering about, should we bring our people back? Should we have them in three days a week? Should it be five days a week? Well, we can't really bring them back because the job market's been so incredibly tight. We don't want to lose them. And you know a little bit of fear of recession and even going into recession, that might not be a bad thing. Certainly for the office market, where it's like, hey, Mister CEO, you can now bring your people back, and you don't have to worry that they're going to jump ship to go somewhere else because the job market's just not the same as it was even six months ago. You know, right. wh- what what do you think?
1: Oh no, I I I fall again in somewhat into that camp as well. One, I um putting some of the power if you will or influence back in the hands of the employer as opposed to the employee will certainly be a positive impact for the office market without a doubt um, and, and I think just as much as, uh, as that is that that also will will raise its head across all of the industries um, you know labor has been a squeezing factor for absolutely everybody and this will this will put a little bit of the steps on it you are. Two, two things that I want to add on really quickly. The first one is if you went back and you were, you know, let's use that phrase, let's say COVID started two and a half years ago. Well, if you went back 30 days before that, we were all sitting around wondering how long this run was gonna last. Yeah. And what was what was it that was gonna stop what had been virtually a record long period of growth in terms of rental rates, decreasing occupancy costs. It was a, we were on a long run. Um, And so we all wondered now, nobody thought it would end like that. Um, But to a great degree, if you think about it, we went through COVID. And when you look at the numbers that are being reported right now, employment is almost back to where it was. Uh, And in some markets is actually even stronger than it was pre-COVID. Housing prices are up. The job market's tougher. Wages are starting to increase, etc. So, at this point, having something to cool our economy off, frankly, is kind of overdue. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, uh, yeah, no, I, I I totally agree. Hey, so let's kind of pivot here um, and talk a little bit about TCN. I mean, I'm biased. We're in TCN. I've used the platform for, for many years. Uh, you know, I do a bit of business uh, outside of Chicago. And it's really, you know, I find it great working with some of the best independent firms um, real estate firms around the world. Um, you know, what would what you say are the biggest benefits of working with these organizations?
1: Well, I think that the biggest benefits from the broker's perspective um, is that there's nothing more comfortable than being able to reach out to somebody that, one, you already have a level of pre-qualification to begin with. Um, secondarily, it's an opportunity for you to extend your brand and your relationship with your existing client. Mm -hmm. As you take them to other cities, it enhances that bond. Uh, And obviously, on the sales side of it, it keeps a competitor from walking through the door and trying to convince them that they should take that business away from from Ben in Chicago, and they should give it to the office of whatever firm that, that they might be with. So there's that aspect to it. But I think probably the most important function or the most important part of it is that it's an opportunity for an organization that ties together a thousand brokers and salespeople uh, and maybe even, even more so about 70 principals and owners that are leading those firms and gives them an opportunity to learn from each other, to learn from best practices, proposals and presentations, how you operate, how you hire, how you train people, things along those lines to raise the level of performance, not only of yourself, but of the others in the field. So you know, as TCN, we try to put it into, into three different buckets. First and foremost, we're focused on providing tools to the brokers that help them to win business. And then like you, when they have business that works outside of their home market, to give them a platform to be able to deliver with confidence for their clients. For the firms and the offices, We provide a whole list of different aspects that help them to run their operations better. And again, it runs the gamut from how do we hire, what services and what programs and what tools do we provide to our brokers and our support staff? How do we deal with property management? And we even go so far as to run seminars on how much is my company worth and how do I get out? Um, and then obviously the third bucket which is the one that is really for the brokers as the gravy at the end of the effort and that's referral activity um, and consistently as an organization we generate more in referral commissions than we collect in in terms of the dues that the members paid um, and so when you look at the broker piece of it in that regard it usually ends up being a net positive across the system as a whole
0: yeah what I found is that it doesn't really matter if you're going into a you know, a large urban market, or you're going into one of the smaller, you know, secondary, even like, you know, smaller markets, because they're owned, you know, because they're independently owned, you know, whenever we've gone and done a deal with them, it's always as if, like, you know, you're, you're the king of the castle, like they're going to do everything you can, they can do for you, uh, regardless of the market, which isn't, which isn't always true with some, you know, some of the larger, you know, multinational, you know, uh, you know, Uh, global players, because, you know, you got two people sitting on the other side of the phone and they've got, you know, X percent of market share. And it just isn't that meaningful to them. What I guess what I'm saying is, you know, it seems that any deal that we go to another market with, it's, it's a meaningful deal and they're going to, they're going to treat it like it's a million square feet uh, because they just want to knock it out of the park, which I find to be really, really a difference maker. Uh, and part of the reason that, you know, Bradford Allen, that, that we've been with TCN for so long.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and and honestly, that's probably the number one reason why I'm still here after all these years is because it in the same sense that them being a part of TCN is an important piece of their business in each one of these markets as well. Um, having come out of one of the large global shops, I appreciate that difference in culture yep. uh, and the difference in the attention to detail. There's a there's a lot to be said for having your name on the door, if you will, and for the types of brokers that that they have. But the other piece that's, that you kind of lean into with your comments is that the other thing that TCN does is TCN leaves the independence in your hands as the broker with the client relationship. Yep. You're not obligated to use our member firm in the markets where you go. Um, as you know from experience, 99% of the time that proves to be the right choice or the right fit. But you don't, when you talk to your client, most importantly, you can let your client know that you can also go to that market and hire any one of either the national competitors or another local firm. You can hire whichever entity will do the best job to serve their needs. Yep. And I think that's the differentiating characteristic that is made probably most important for, for groups and for individuals in your in your role is that you want to be able to show your clients that you can always put their responsibilities first and their yeah. needs first and not TCN. And, and, and that's a that's a core part of our culture.
0: Yeah, thanks, Ross. You know, so just getting getting back to a little more personal, you know, you get to do quite a bit of traveling uh, in, in, in your role. Yeah, I'm wondering, you know, what are some of your favorite cities to visit, uh, both from a business perspective, you know, from a real estate perspective, but then also just for, you know, good old fun?
1: Well, uh, at the top of the list for both, uh, because one of our past chairmen is located also right there in your hometown, as you know, I have always loved coming to Chicago. That's
0: right, Chicago. Um, Absolutely.
1: (laughs) And, And eventually your downtown will recover as well um and uh, and it'll be back to back to its old self um, especially in the summertime so, that's the time yeah, to come visit here absolutely um so you know i guess i do I, I travel a whole lot uh and certainly of the major markets you know where are the places that you go and there are great restaurants and the business business life is is thriving and and there's always fun and always challenge easy right off the list chicago new york and miami yeah yeah just Yeah, I can name restaurants for each night of the week in each one of those cities. And and also the fact that when you're walking through the airport, I'm just as likely to run into my counterpart from TransWestern or, you know, CBR or whatever else, because we're all we're all on the on the same, puffing it on the same way. At the flip side, though, I still love the small towns. Um, so I have to be honest with you. Uh, I'm I'm chomping at the bit to go back to Omaha during the College World Series, okay. um, and be able to, to do a little something like that. Um, I'd love to uh, I'd love to go up and uh, and visit some of our offices again. Montreal in particular is is a lovely place in Canada. Vancouver is visually yeah. one of the most stunning cities in North America. And if you haven't been there for any of your listeners, I would urge you to. To put that on the list, um, but the beauty—the beauty of traveling around the world—is that there's always fun places to go and there's always interesting things to go see. There's just not usually enough time to do it.
0: Well, we've certainly had some fun uh, in, in a number of those cities, and and we'll be back at it uh, next month in uh, in Portland, which I'm looking forward to. So, uh, absolutely, you know. Ross, I really, I really appreciate you being on the show today and certainly talking to us about the market, how you see it, and, and obviously TCN. Uh, this, has been, this, is, this has really been great. Any, uh, any pardon words for, for our listeners before, uh, before we wrap up?
1: Yeah, I, I, no, I think other than the fact, I just want to touch again. I think when, when you look at where we are at the moment, as you said, real estate is a, a business of the moment. This is one of those moments where as an industry, we can really offer a lot of value to our clients. regardless of which piece of the puzzle they are. Um, This is a time because they're looking for answers. And hopefully the people that are out there have the insight that they can offer those clients to help them. And I really appreciate it, Ben. Thank you very much. It's great to be a part of the
0: podcast. Well, this has been great. Thanks again, Ross. Uh, That does it for us today. As always, thanks for listening to this episode of 10 with Ben. Please feel free to reach out to me with any questions at 773-562-5263. Or email me at bazulay at bradfordallen.com. Until next time, stay safe.